Um, I'm going to go ahead and share a message um, for this evening. Um, I know Samuel will love this picture here. <laughs> um, but praise God, I'm going, to, I'm going to share a message tonight that, that um, I've called Tears and Joy. And really what I'm going to talk about tonight is I'm going to talk about dealing with um, disappoint, disappointment tonight. Because disappointment is something that everybody faces. And... Um, you know, I, what I, I'm, going to, I'm going to look at it tonight from, from the, the, the standpoint, if you're a person of faith and if you're a person that's believing God for, for greatness, you know, there's a possibility that you're going to be disappointed at times. And many, many have faced disappointment. Yeah? We've all faced disappointment. And sometimes people don't know how to deal with disappointment, especially if you're in a, in a, in a, a circle where, where, you know, we're, we're faith people and we're always saying the right thing and stuff like that. Sometimes it's hard to even talk about disappointment. But, but you know, it's, it's, it's part of life. And the reality of it is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring out tonight, if, uh, I'm going to really talk on hope tonight and hope with disappointment. But the reality of it is, here's, here's something that's, that's important to realize. That if you're going to be a person that believes big, you're setting yourself up also for bigger and greater disappointments as well. And I'll explain that. That's not a negative thing to say. Now, I'm going to look at that there from a, from a, a, a few aspects tonight. But, but you know, if, you, if, you, if you're believing for less, you're going to have less margin for disappointment. You understand what I'm saying? You know, if, it's, like, it's like, you know, if you don't, if you don't shoot very high... You know, you're, you're, you're not going to be disappointed because you, you weren't expecting much anyway. But if you're expecting a lot, and you know what, it's prolonged, or um, things aren't moving as fast, there's a tendency for disappointment to creep in. And the reason I'm saying that at this time, at this, uh, like coming into December, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share um, a few messages right up until uh, our Christmas service, but I'm going to share a few messages just to encourage us going into the new year, because I believe we should be going into 2017 with expectancy. I believe we should be going into 2017 in faith, trust in God, believe in God for greatness. But you know, how many start your year out, you know, believe in God for things? You start out, you know what, this is what a, a, a we're believing for this year. I know what's, that's how I start out my year, every year I start out believing God for things. I have what I'm aiming for, and you know what, you get to the end of the year, and the reality of it is, is there's there's a lot of things that you, you've been believing God for, you know, you, you have, they've came to pass, and many times there's things that you are believing God for and they haven't come to pass yet. But that doesn't mean to say that they won't. Amen. It doesn't mean to say that they won't. Here's something about when we're in faith. We need to stop looking at the clock. When you're in faith, you need to stop looking at the clock. Because sometimes we put dates on everything. And the reality of it is, is sometimes it takes longer than what we're expecting. And if it doesn't come in our time frame, what happens many times is disappointment can set in. Um, I've written a couple of things down here just, just as we're, we're starting here this evening. But um, if you have less dreams, you have less disappointment. Okay? But if you have big dreams, and many know God wants us to dream big. We serve a big God. I'm not just talking about things here. I'm not just talking about material things and things like that. God adds all them things to us, and they're all great things to have. But do you know what? You, you, you could have a heart just to reach more people. That's a big dream. You know what? You, you, you can have a heart to reach the homeless. You can have a heart to reach the broken. You can have a heart to reach the hurting people in life. And that can be a, a dream that's in your heart. That, that's a big dream from God. 
You might have a dream to go to the mission field someday or something like that. That's a big dream from God. Or you could have a dream to, you know, to, to have, you know, a business or, or a dream to, to have a ministry or whatever. They, they're dreams as well. They're, they can be big dreams as well. But some, some things take time to come to pass. And you know what? If we don't watch, many times disappointment can can enter in our in our lives. But, but you know what? I, I, I had this phrase come up in me yesterday, and that was um, carry over. And you know, you know, it's like in maths. You know what? When you do certain equations, you 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 su- subtract a certain amount, and then you carry the rest over. And you know what? In, in, when you come to the end of a year, there's things that are accomplished. And then there's other dreams that we have that are yet to be fulfilled. But you know, you have to have the ability to carry that over in the next year and keep believing God. And not be disappointed because we're in December. I tell you, God's going to be in January as well. And you know what, in January you can keep believing God for greatness in 2017. But I just want to I just want to tackle this issue tonight because disappointment can come to us all. We all face disappointment in life. We all have dreams or, or things we'd like to see come to pass in our life, and it doesn't come to pass in our time frame or whatever, and it can it can knock the heart out of you many times. But you have to keep dreaming. And that's what I'm going to try and um, get across to, tonight is to just keep dreaming. Um, I have this picture up here of, of Ronaldo. And like, look at the two contrasts there. You have, you know, you have Ronaldo here uh, as a young fella there playing for Portugal, tears dripping him. Um, you know, broken hearted. And then you have the picture last year whenever they won, won the cup last year for Portugal. And you see those two contrasts. But you know what? I want, I want to bring this out here that athletes and sports men and women, they, they set big targets for their lives. And I'll tell you what, if, you, if your dream is not worth crying over, it's too small. Does that make sense? Yeah. That if it didn't come to pass, if it doesn't hurt you, it's too small of a dream. Because if you, you know, if your expectations is low, well then you won't be really disappointed. But if your expectations is high and it doesn't work out for you, I tell you, if it doesn't bring you to tears, your dream is too small. Okay? You, you, you see a sports person, when they lose, like an athlete, well, here's a footballer here, you know, you have, what do you call it, Ronaldo, in tears. But I'm telling you, many times you see footballers in tears after they lose a big game. You know, it happens all the time. Because that game meant something, or that tournament meant something. And they said, it means a lot. You remember years ago, Paul Gascoigne being sent off, and you know, they're making fun of him, <laughs> spitting um, image puppets and everything at the time with him crying and all. But the reason he was crying is because it meant so much to him. And I tell you, many times, if our dreams don't mean a lot to us, we won't cry over them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because they don't mean a lot. There's not that much disappointment comes. But you know what? If your dreams mean a lot to you, they're, 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 you know, if it doesn't work out the way you want it to, it, it hits you hard in the heart. But you know what? There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm going to bring that out in a minute here. Um, here's another picture here that I, I was contemplating using that as a title image there. But you know, you look at, if you, can, you can't really see that clear, but you know Andy Murray in that picture there, losing a major tournament there. 
You know, and, and then you see him here where he, he's won the Wimbledon a few times. But you know what? The reason he stood on the pitch brokenhearted whenever he lost in finals before he ever won the likes of Wimbledon and stuff like that is because that's the target that he had. And he set a high target for himself. So when he lost and got so close to it, it actually it hurt him. It hurt him. But as I say, if, you, if your dream is not worth crying over, well then it's, it's too small. Because it doesn't mean much. Do you know, when you, when you see athletes go to tournaments, and you watch an, uh, athletes go to like the Olympics or whatever, I, I tell you, do you see the ones that suffer the greatest disappointment when they go to the, the Olympics? Do you know, the ones who suffer the greatest disappointment is the ones with the highest expectations. Because when your expectations is high, there's a, there's a great possibility that you might have great disappointment as well. Yeah? You know, you look at the ones, and like if somebody is aiming, if, if someone's going to run a race, and they would be happy enough, you know, getting in the top five, that would be a real achievement for them. Do you know what? If they came sixth, they may be disappointed, but not much. But I can guarantee you somebody who's expected to win, and they're going there with gold in mind, and if, say, something happened, if they fell or got injured or whatever, they are absolutely devastated. Do you know why? Because their expectations are so high. But you know what? Here's what happens many times when disappointment comes in. When disappointment comes in in people's lives, you know what many times what people do? Is they drop the bar. They drop their dreams. They drop it down. But I'll tell you what champions do. To see people like Andy Murray, and as I put up there, um, Ronaldo, people like that. Do you see whenever they're devastated in a match? They do not drop their dream. They allow the disappointment to motivate them. That I don't want to be here in this situation. I'm going to aim, still aim for that. I'm coming back next year stronger. I'm coming back next year and I'm going to fight harder. Do you know what that is? It's a motivation that comes from disappointment. You can actually, God can, we all know God can take all situations and turn it around for our good. Do you know what? uh, um, Disappointment can be a great motivation to allow you to keep going forward. But do you know what? Here's what happens many times when disappointment happens. Many times people take the standard down instead of keeping our hope still high. Hope is earnest expectation of good. And I want you to know God's got good plans for us. God's a big God. And God wants us to have hope. But you know what? Along with hope many times comes disappointment because our hope doesn't come to pass. Our dreams don't come to pass. Our expectancies don't come to pass as quick as we would like them. But you know what? You'll never be a world champion at anything. If you take your expectations down because of disappointment, every sports person has suffered huge disappointment. But the ones who go on to greatness keep the standard high. Ronaldo's dad told him that you can go on and be the best footballer in the world. Ronaldo's dad died whenever he was right and young. And his dad told him you have the potential and you're going to be the greatest footballer that ever walked this planet. And he believed that. And that's why, because he had his expectancy so high, that's why any time he loses, it hurts him so much. Amen? But you know what? God wants us to have high expectations. But if you're aiming high, there's a possibility you'll have disappointments. Amen? Everybody that has succeeded has also failed. Everybody who has succeeded has also had huge disappointments. 
But I want to encourage you tonight to keep your expectations high. Whatever hasn't came to pass in this year, don't drop the bar going into 2017. If anything, raise the bar. If anything, get your expectations higher. God's a good God. God's a faithful God. Um, God will look after you. God will take care of you. Amen. Um, I was thinking about Alex Ferguson because I read something um, about Alex Ferguson one time that whenever whenever um, United would have lost major games, like, you know, like if they lost an FA Cup or like whenever um, City scored that last goal, you remember in the last seconds and United lost the league? Remember they were just sitting waiting to hear the result? And You know, one of the things that Ferguson done many times in big tournaments or in big games, if United got thrashed in the game or if, um, if they lost lost, you know, maybe like that game they lost the, the, in the last seconds. One of the things that Alex Ferguson used to do at times I know he, could, he was called a hairdryer as well he could let rip, but one of the things he would do is walk in and just stay calm and cool and tell those players soak in this moment and let this moment you realise how disappointed you are at this present moment in time and you come back next year that you're not going to be sitting in this changing room disappointed at the end of the year and you know what it would motivate them to play harder because they would realise you know what I don't want, I'm not going to drop the bar because of disappointment that's what I'm trying to say here I'm not going to drop the, the bar because I face disappointment we can all face disappointment with relationships or business or money or dreams we have or whatever we can all face disappointment in life but what I'm saying is God's a big God don't drop your expectations let's just keep dreaming with God even if it hasn't came to pass yet keep dreaming what's the alternative drop the bar and you know aim for low things no God wants us to have expectations God wants us to dream I would rather have a dream with the potential of getting hurt and disappointed than having no dream and just going through life aiming, aiming for nothing. Does that make sense? Amen. I'd rather have a dream that could disappoint me at the end of it. And I've been disappointed at times. And just like you've been disappointed. And actually, in fact, I was reading about it, just researching on that on Alex Ferguson. Because I knew I heard it years ago. But I can remember Alex Ferguson, a thing that I read, that Alex Ferguson, one of the things he did after a big match, apparently he went and he buried his face in a pillow for ages. Because he was that mad and disappointed after losing a certain game. Do you know what? He just, because it hurts. And what I'm saying, if you don't have anything in life, then if it didn't come to pass in your life, it wouldn't disappoint you. You need to raise the bar. Get something bigger. Dream. And I'm not saying we're going to live in disappointment. But what I am saying is when you have dreams, there's a possibility that disappointment will come. Here's, an, here's another thing. People who believe the promises of God are more susceptible to disappointment than people who don't believe anything. You know people who believe that everything passed away with the apostles? They don't have anything to be disappointed over because all they're doing is hanging on for heaven. Amen? But if you know the promises of God and you know the benefits of God and you know what Jesus has won for you at the cross and you believe that everything that Jesus done for you is already yours, it belongs to you, it's yours and you have a right to it and you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ well all of a sudden now you've got promises and you start to expect more in life you start to dream for more in life and you're more susceptible to disappointment than someone who is just going to church week in week out and believe in God for nothing Amen? But I'd rather be believing God 
and have expectancy with the possibility of being disappointed every now and then. Because I've learned this. I can encourage myself in the Lord. Amen. I can take these promises out. And if it doesn't come to to pass in my time frame, I can get back into the Word and let it build me up again and build up my hope. And I'm not going to allow my hope and my dreams. When talking about hope is your expectancy, your dreams. Really, hope is a positive. It's a positive imagination that has been shaped by the promises of God of what you can have. Amen? That's that's what hope is. And we should have that positive imagination. Don't let let it drop. Don't let the bar drop. Amen? Look over over here for a second. And um, Hebrews chapter 11. Amen. Praise God. I, I believe, well, I believe this, this is going to encourage us over the next, next couple of weeks. And if you face disappointments, don't stop dreaming. Don't stop dreaming. As I, I'm, I'm trying to get that out. I hope it's coming across right. But, but that's what happens many times is people stop dreaming. They stop dreaming and they say, oh, that doesn't work. It does work. It does work. Amen. I tell you, the Word of God works every single time. Every single time, all the promises of God are yes and amen. You need to encourage yourselves in that. Amen. Well, it hasn't been, it's not working out the way I'm planning it to work out. Just, just keep dreaming. Amen. Because here's the reality. If you, drop your, if you drop your hope, your faith has nothing to do. Look at what it says here. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is a substance. One translation says, faith is now given substance to your hope. If you don't have a hope, again, your hope is the expectation of good. Earnest expectation of good. And I can tell you, if you hang around with God long enough, you're going to start seeing His goodness. And you're going to start dreaming of His goodness in your life. And you're going to, you start dreaming and you start seeing, if you start seeing it in a hope, a hope is your imagination where you can, you know the way you can see on the inside? Man, you know you can, you can imagine things. Me know you can imagine you can you can imagine anything. You know what you you're not in your house at the minute, but if I was to say to you, um, do you know what, can, can you tell me um, how many how many windows are in your house? How many uh, without you might never have thought about it, but how many of you now could go round your house in your mind and tell me how many windows is in your house? Do you know what? You're not there, but you know what you are? You've a picture on the inside. And you can see it even though you are not there. That's an imagination. And every one of us have been given an imagination. Because you know what an imagination is? An imagination gives you a hope. It allows you to see what can't be seen. And that's why God gives you an imagination. That's why it's so important to visualize what you're dreaming for. That's why it's so important to visualize what God has put on the inside. You start to see yourself. Do you know what? I can guarantee Andy Murray, he's seen himself as a Wimbledon champion before he ever was one. Because if you don't see it on the inside, you'll never see it on the outside. You have to see it first. You have to see it. It has to be real to you. Um, it's, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, Ronaldo. Ronaldo s- s- sees himself as the best player in the world. I can remember when he was at United. They asked, him, they asked all of the team, 
Who's the best player in the world? And people went down the line saying, you know, Pelle, and some of them said George Best and everything. They came to Ronaldo and they said, who's the best player in the world? And he said, me. And he was only about 17 years of age. You know why? Because he's seen himself as the best player in the world. Well, do you know what? He's won that balloon door a couple of times. And he, he, he's, there's always a fight between him and Messi. But before he ever seen it, he's seen it. He sees himself that way. And I tell you, if you want to be what God's called you to be, you have to start visualizing it, starting to see what God says about you. You start to see it on the inside. You cannot do it on the outside unless you first of all see it on the inside. That's the way God's made us. God made us to imagine, to dream. It's like Samuel, you're building a house. You have to see it first. You have to see it before you can see. You see it before it's even up. And do you know what that is? That's a hope. Hope is like a blueprint. Hope is like a, a you know, your architect drawn there. You, it's, it's the, you can see it, but it's not a reality yet. But you can see it. You can visualize it. Before it's ever in a field, an architect has sat down, or a builder has sat down with an architect and said, this is what I want. This is the way I want this house designed. And this is what I'm looking for. It's, it's drawn out. But you know what, before it's ever, before it's ever, it's ever built, it's seen. And that's the way it is with everything. Everything is seen before it's ever seen. You know what that is? An imagination. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you don't have a hope, faith is unemployed. Amen? That's why Satan goes after your hope. Because if he can get you to take your expectations down, hope is your expe- as an earnest expectation of good. If Satan can get you through disappointment to leave go of your hopes and your dreams, do you know what happens? Your faith now is unemployed because it has nothing to bring to pass. Faith needs a target. Faith needs something that it can see. And hope allows you to see something and then faith says, I'm going to put substance to that. It's just like Samuel have a, have a drawn, a, go into an open field. It's just an open field. You have a drawn and that's it. There's nothing in the field. But what you do is you start giving substance to what you see on the piece of paper. Well, I'm telling you, your blueprint is the Word of God. And when you get it into your mind, it forms pictures in your mind. And it allows you to start to see things. You start, you start to see yourself. If you're sick, you start to see yourself well. And before you're ever well on the, on the outside, you have to start seeing yourself well on the inside. You have to see it. If you're sore, you need to start seeing yourself on the inside, not sore. Amen. You have to start seeing it. You have to start seeing yourself a certain way. Amen. You have to see it that way. It doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. If you don't have a hope, faith is nothing to bring to pass. You have to see it. Amen. Before you're ever prosperous on the outside, you have to be prosperous on the inside. That's why the first place prosperity happens. And I'm not just talking money here, but money's part of it. Is you have to have a prosperous soul. That's your imagination. You have to, you have to see it before you see it. And there's a lot of people that are trying to believe for things, but they can't see it yet. But you have to see it. Amen. That's why we're going into a new year. What are you looking? What are you seeing? Going? You need to start dreaming. I need to start dreaming of other things. You need to start dreaming. And not just dreaming on our own. Dreaming with God. Go and get God's word. and allow it. I, I look at God's word as like paint. And the Holy Spirit is like the greatest artist you can ever imagine. And you go and spend time with God and let God take the paint of God's word and start to paint pictures in your mind. And when you can see it in your mind, 
That's what your faith can bring to pass. Amen? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, faith gives substance to your dreams. Not just... Not just your dreams, your dreams with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Dream with God. Start seeing what Jesus has done for you. Start dreaming it. If you haven't been dreaming, start. You know, sometimes people say imagination is just for kids. Why, why, should, why should we ever stop dreaming? If you stop dreaming, you've limited what you can achieve. Do you, know why, do you know why people like Steve Jobs and that were, were so successful with Apple and stuff? It's because they had dreams. They have seen the future. They have seen what could be before it ever came to pass. Do you know what that is? It's hope. You have to see it before you see it. You have to see it. And the greatest pe- the people that are the most successful in life, and no matter what arena it is in life, dream. In actual fact, there are businesses now around the world, and they, they give the top people in their businesses, they give them days off. To go and spend time just thinking. Just go and think. Stop working. Just go and sit in a field somewhere. Just go and sit in a field with a pen and a notepad. And just sit there and start to dream. Just start dreaming. Because that, sometimes people are, are they're so caught up in what they're doing that they've stopped dreaming. Do you know what? You have to keep dreaming. And one of the saddest things that adults do is stop dreaming. It's one of the saddest things that, that they do is to stop dreaming. And people say it's all fairy tale stuff. And you know what? You, you're just, you're just, you know, you need to grow up and stop all of that just thinking and all of that dreaming and all. You know, you, you're too old for that kind of thing. You're not too old for dreaming. Amen. Somebody said one time of Walt Disney. They said, you know, whenever they opened up one of the things, they said, "Isn't it a pity he wasn't here to see it?" And they said, "He seen it before anybody seen it." That's why it was there. Because he's seen it. And you know why there's a Disney World today and we've been there ourselves and anybody else has been there. It's it's an amazing place to, to, to go to. But you know all of that was on the inside of one man who had a dream. And when you're there, they show this video and it says it all started with a mouse. It all started with a mouse. And then you see what's there. But you know what that was? That was a man who had a dream. And when you have a dream, here, here's, here's what, here, when you have, when you have a hope, it, 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 it's like it forces, it forces you into faith. It forces your faith into action because you see what's meant to be. Do you know, hope lets you see what should be and what will be. That's what hope does. It lets you see. And I'm telling you, never stop dreaming. Never stop dreaming. It doesn't matter what age you are, keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. If you've had a dream in your heart, keep dreaming about it. People say it's t- you're too old. We, say, we were sitting the other day talking myself and Donna, and uh, I won't say how it was we're talking about, we're just talking and we're talking about, about um, a dream and something that, you know, um, someone's had on the inside of them for years. And what came out in the conversation was, you're not too old to do it. You're not too old to do it. It wasn't. I didn't say it, but to say it wasn't. You're not too old to do it. There's still time to do what's in your heart. Amen. Keep dreaming. Have you been disappointed? Keep dreaming. I'd rather be dreaming with disappointment than to be aiming at nothing and hitting it every single time. Amen. It's easy to hit nothing. 
And you know what? If you have no dreams, you'll have less disappointment. But I'd rather have dreams because here's the reality of it. When you have dreams, it's just a matter of time till it comes to pass. If you hold on to your dreams. Amen? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I'll just, I'll just bring it out here. Look at this verse here. Romans 8. God's great God. Amen? Romans 8 verse 22 it says, For we know that the whole of creation groans and travails in pain together until now. Not, not only they, but we ourselves also which have the first fruits of the Spirit. It's just letting us know that we're born again on the inside. And when you're born again on the inside, what it's letting you know is you have a hope one day that someday you're going to have a new body. Amen. And you're going to have a new body that's, I'm telling you, it's incorruptible. Hallelujah. Can't die. Never feel pain again. Can't grow old. Amen. Yeah, always be good looking. Praise the Lord. Amen. I think for the first few thousand years, I'm just going to stand in the mirror. <laughs> first time I've had a six pack in my life, it'll be great. Amen. No more flab, no more cake. I'll have a six pack. But, but you know, but the reality of it is we're going to have a body that's, you know, it can't die. Amen. Can't die. It's going to be amazing. You'll be able to go fast. You'll be able to go. You'll be able to. Can't die. Yeah. You'll be able to go fast. You'll be able to take risks that you never took in your life. Amen. It says here, for we are saved by hope. And uh, the reason I backed up there was to show that we're saved by hope. This is talking about, we have, it's talking about the redemption of our body here. And it's talking about we have a hope. Do you know what? It doesn't matter what you face in your body. You have a hope that someday you're going to have a new body. Amen. You're, you have this hope. You have something to look forward to. But we hear something that brings out about a hope. And it's talking here about our body. But it's, it's letting us know what hope is in this verse. It says, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. Do you know what that simply means is, if you can see it, it's not a hope anymore. Hope is something that's not seen yet. As long as you can't see it, it's hope. But you see, the moment you get it, see coming up the road tonight, here's a simple thing. Uh, oh, starving coming up the road tonight. We, were, we got, had to get a subway tonight before we started service, okay? But we had a hope. Had a hope I was going to get Subway. I'm looking forward to it. I could see myself eating it on the way up. I hadn't got it yet, but I could see myself eating it. But you see the moment the woman handed the, the, the um, roll across the, 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 the counter, the, the, the sub across the counter, it stopped being a hope because now I have it. Do you see, I could see before I, could, I had to see it in my mind, but now I'm looking at it. You see, as long as you're, you can't see it, but you can see it on the inside, that's hope. Hope hasn't, hasn't been realized yet, but it's what you're going to have. Amen? Do you know what? You're going to have a new body someday. And you may not see it now. We can't see it now. But I'm telling you, we have a hope. Amen? Amen? We have a hope. And it doesn't matter where you die tonight. You have a hope. That's not the end of you. That's just your body dying. You have a hope of a new body. That body's going to come up incorruptible. Amen. There's going to be a day it'll come up again incorruptible. That's a hope. But it's future tense. Hope is in the future. Faith speaks in the now. Amen. Hope is in the future. Faith talks about it because I already have it by faith. It's already mine because of what Jesus done for me. So I talk about it like it is mine. But hope sees it even if I can't see it. It keeps you focused. 
Hope keeps you focused as your target. It allows you to see what can't see. And I'm telling you, even though you have disappointment in life, don't take your eyes off the target. Keep the target out in front of you. Amen. Keep it out in front of you. Praise God. Amen. When you see Ronaldo crying his lamps out there in that picture, he didn't stop dreaming of the prize. You know, I was thinking about this today. We have a greater prize. Amen. We have a day when greater rewards are coming for us. Look here in um, Romans 4, talking here about, about Abraham. Now, I'll just read this down here. But it says, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or a seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Amen. I tell you, God's not blessing us because of how good we are. He's not blessing us because of our law keeping. He's not blessing us because we keep A, B, and C. He's not blessing us for that reason. We're blessed because of what Jesus has done for us. We're blessed because of the righteousness of faith. Amen. It's a faith thing. This is something that we believe for. Um, it says, For if they which are of the law be ours, faith is made void. What's a, what, we don't need faith if we can just keep rules and become the heir of the world. That's what it's saying. But I want you to know that you're an heir and you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ, not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus done for you. Amen. You're more than a conqueror, not because of what you've done, but because of what he done for you. It says here, But the law works wrath. Thank God we're not under law. For where no law is, there is no transgression. You see, faith is the transgression of the law. Or sorry, sin, not faith. Sin is the transgression of the law. Thank God we're not under law. Thank God Jesus paid the price for our sin. We're forgiven once and for all. It's already done. Amen. We have eternal redemption tonight. It says, therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace. See, faith accesses grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not, not to uh, that only which is of the law, but to that which is of the faith of Abraham. You know what? We're not, we weren't under the law. We weren't, we weren't Jews. Or, you know, we, we were Gentiles. But I, I thank God we still have the same faith. Amen. And we're heirs tonight. And we're joint heirs tonight. But here's what it's bringing out here. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before whom he believed. Even God who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. Do you know before Abraham was a father, (laughs) before he was a father of many nations, God called him a father of many nations. And by faith he was saying, I am a father of many nations. See, faith speaks in the now. But it took time before it came to pass. But he had a hope. And here's, here's hope here again. Verse 18 it says, Who against hope. What happened? He believed in hope. Do you know what that means? When all hope is gone, there's still hope in God. When you don't have any hope, do you know what you need to do? Keep hoping. Keep hoping. What's hoping? Hoping isn't, oh, I'm just hoping. I just hope so. No, hope is God. You said it. I can't see it. But if you say it, I believe it's going to come to pass. I have an earnest expectation of good in my life. Do you know what? We need to be dreaming of good things happening in our lives. Good things. Not good, good. The good things God has for us. God's a good God. God's a great God. Amen. He's a good God. I, I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to talk about this next week, hopefully. But let me throw this verse out here tonight. David said, I would have fainted if I had not believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. David was at a point of giving up. 
But he didn't give up. Do you know why? Because he had an earnest expectation of good. He believed that he was going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And you know, in your life, you need to believe to see the goodness of God. Sometimes we can have such a negative outlook on life. We can let our disappointments shape us. Do you know what? We all face disappointment, but we don't have to allow it to define us in life. Let God's word define you in life. Get a hope. If you feel like if you feel like your hopes have got a bash, go back to where you got it in the first place from with spending time with God and His Word. And let God affirm that word to you. Let God affirm your hope. But here's here again it says, Who against hope believed in hope that he might be the father of many nations. How many have ever been in a situation where it looked hopeless? Yeah? Looked like there was no hope, no chance. In the natural, give up. In the natural, I could be so discouraged that I could go pull the blankets over my head and never get out of bed again. Don't want to see anybody again. I'm so uh, so disappointed. But you know what? The Bible says even when your hope runs out, God hasn't. And when you don't have hope, God, you just go and spend time with God. Hanging around God will minister to your hope. You know, I even, for me as a dad, right? I tell my kids all the time, dream big. People say, you know, don't, don't, don't put high expectations on them. I'm not putting on realistic expectations on my kids. But I want my kids to dream. I want my kids to dream of a great future. I want my kids to dream and start allowing their heart to talk to them. Allowing their heart with God to speak to them of what they can achieve in life with God. Not on their own. Not talking self-help here. I'm talking about dreaming with God. Let God minister to you. But I tell my kids all the time, don't dream small because we serve a big God. We serve a big God. You can do great things in life. Amen? That's me as a dad talking to my kids. You hang around with God, God will tell you again, you can do great things. Many, many have ever been disappointed. Disappointed and, and you, sometimes you feel like giving up. But you just go and spend time with God again. And it's just like God breathes on those dreams again. Amen? God wants us to dream. Now, here's, here's, here's a verse here. Well, with Abraham there, just before we move on. Abraham, Sarah couldn't have kids, but Abraham could. But then it got to the stage where Abraham couldn't either. Totally impossible. And do you know what Abraham had to do? Do you know in that situation, do you know what he had to do? He had to start dreaming and seeing himself and Sarah having a child. And you know before they had a child, he seen it because he hoped. When all hope was gone, he still hoped. He hoped with God. And he said it was impossible. And you know what he started doing? Dreaming and seeing himself and Sarah having their promised child. But you know before they ever held that child in their arms, they seen themselves in their mind holding that child in their arms. Amen. We need to dream. We need to dream and dream with God. Amen. I'll, I'll finish with this verse this evening just for time time's moving on this evening but this is a verse many people don't don't understand or many times when it's taught it's, it comes across like you know that you know if you're if you've your hope deferred makes the heart sick you know if you you know if you're if you've been disappointed that was your hope gone that doesn't mean your hope's gone hope deferred deferred means that it's delayed. Many have ever had a dream and it hasn't came to pass in your time. 
but it's delayed. Do you know what delayed means? Delayed means it's still coming. It just isn't coming in your time frame. You know, if a bus is delayed, do you know if you stand there long enough, the bus is going to come? It's just delayed. It didn't stop. It hasn't drove off a cliff or something. It's just delayed. It's got, it's got held up in traffic or something has happened and they'll say there's a delay on. But that means it's still on the way. And many times when we our dreams don't come to pass, the disappointment of it causes us to lose heart. And you know what we do? We let go of our hope. It's like our hope crashes and now our faith is unemployed and it's just we've given up. But you know what? If you're disappointed, disappointed, I want to tell you tonight, do not give up. Amen? Don't quit. The Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due time you will reap if you faint not. Amen? Don't grow weary. Do you know you can grow weary doing the right thing? Do you know you can be standing for so long, having done all to stand? Stand. You start off, I'm standing. Standing, you're fresh, everything's fresh. God, your word says that I believe it. God, I can see myself doing it. God, I can see the promises of God coming to pass in my life. God, I'm going to do great things. I'm going to reach people. God, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the world for you. You know, you have the, that energy. And then a month goes by and you're still standing. And a year goes by and you're still standing. Two years go by and you're still standing. It's like Abraham. Five years go by, still no promise. Son, 10 years go by, still no promise, son. 15 years, 20 years. And what do you do? Keep standing. Haven't done all to stand. Yeah, stand. Didn't say how long, it just said stand. Just stand. Stand in the promise of God. But you know what happens many times is when you're standing, you know what happens sometimes? Weariness sets in. And you can be standing so long that you feel like giving up. Because here's the hardest thing. To keep your mind on your hope when you can't see a thing coming to pass. Has anyone ever been there? You can't see any sign of it coming to pass. And you're like, I'm dreaming. I'm standing. I'm believing. I'm confessing. Doesn't look like anything's happening. But uh, let me just throw us out and close in this evening. Do you know, do you know when... Um, so at this time of the year, just, just a few, few weeks ago, you know, you, if you were going to plant daffodils for next spring, you know you had to have them in the ground. You know, a few weeks ago, had to start getting them into the ground a few weeks ago if you were going to plant them. We had them from last year. Um, we had some planted some new ones, but I had taken the ones up last year, and um, I don't have a clue about flowers and all, but Donna's mum was saying about them, but you can, you can take the bulbs back out, take off the stems and take those bulbs and stick them in a, in a, in a black bag, stick them in, in the shed or whatever, stick them in the garage in the dark, and then you can replant them again next year, so out they come again, and the, you, get, you get your soil and whatever, we have a couple of pots at the front of the house, and you know what, you put your, you put your daffodils in, you put the bulbs in, and they're going to sit there all winter long, and the freeze, they have to be in before the freeze. And we're going to walk past them pots and it's going to look like nothing's happening because it can't be seen yet. But you know what, if I was to go in there every day and pull them bulbs out and look at them and say, do you know what, are they growing yet? I'd destroy them because they have to stay in the ground. 
Even though I can't see it, I have to have a picture that thing, that thing's going to come up next year. And you keep them in the ground. And isn't it amazing all over the winter when it looks like nothing's happening, there's something happening in there. And they're going to grow, and next year you're going to see them coming up. But before you see them, you have to see them. And here, here's something, anytime you buy flowers, if you, you know if you buy seeds, many have ever taken out a seed and it doesn't look like very much. Yet it's a wee miracle in your hand. Yeah. You look at it and you think, what's that? I say, that's next year's harvest. <laughs> that's, that's, your, that's your future growth. That. And sometimes you can come to the Word of God and you can open up the Word of God and you think, is that it? A scripture? No, the scripture's seed. And when you plant the seed of God in your heart, you don't always see it immediately come to pass in your life. Sometimes things take time. You know, if you plant cress seed, it comes up in no time. But if you're going to plant an, an oak tree, it's going to take a long time before it comes up. And there are some things that are worth waiting to come up. Yeah. You know, at Granny's house, Dad had planted uh, acorn whenever he was... Wasn't it you, Dad? Planted the acorn... Chestnut at the, the side of Granny's house. Hey, you know what? The thing grew up bigger than the house. And I'd love to know where all those roots were because, I mean, it was just, it was just right outside the door. A big oak tree in the middle of the garden. But you know what? That came out of a seed. But you know what? Sometimes you look at the seed and you can discard it very easy because you think a seed. But you know what? When you go and see what the seed produced, it was amazing. But the hardest thing is to put a seed in the ground and you can't see anything and you have to believe that it's working. Amen. But that's why it says don't grow weary and well do it. For you'll reap. Reaping it means it's coming from a seed. You'll reap if you are. Don't give up. Do you know what we let go of many times? Is our hope. And in, in Hebrews it talks about hope as, as an anchor for your soul. And it talks about a forerunner. And a forerunner was a guy on a ship. And you know whenever, um, years ago, whenever everything would have been done through ships or whatever, you still do a lot of it today, but they have a lot more technology today. But you know, when you'd have been coming through fog years ago and you were coming to shore, you wouldn't have been able to see the, the shore because of the fog. You couldn't see beyond. And the Bible talks about that as Jesus, our, for, our, for, our forerunner, who went beyond the veil. And all the promises of God are secure for us today. They're all secure. They're all steadfast and sure. You can have a hope for your soul is what it's saying. You can base your, you can base your life on what God says. Amen. But it's talking about a forerunner. And here's what a forerunner was on a ship. He was someone who we could maybe come into fog. And a forerunner was a guy who would tie a rope around him. And he would jump in and swim the shore. And he would go with the rope. And you just see the rope. The guys in the ship, they would just see the rope going to, to shore and just, just leaving. And when he would get to shore, he would tie that around something secure. And that would let everybody in the boat know that you follow that rope in, not a safe passage in to shore through the fog you can't see the shore but you just hold on to the rope and you just what they would do is they would pull themselves in well the bible says that we have a forerunner his name is jesus and he's went before us and he has secured all the promises of god for us and you know what he's saying to us don't let go of the rope
just hold on to the promises of God. Hold on to them. And you know, just like they would do, everybody in the ship would take the rope and they would start pulling themselves into shore. And you know what? You'd arrive on the other side. Well, you know, it's the same for us. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Every one of those promises are yes and amen. But you know, for us, don't let go of your hope. It's your hope for your soul. And even if disappointment comes, don't let the bar go down. Have the ability to hold on to the rope. Doesn't look like it. I got a bad report. I don't care what the report says. My Bible says, I'll see the goodness of God in the land of the living. My Bible says, with a long life, he satisfies me. I'm holding on to the rope. I don't care what it looks like. I can't see it, but I can see it on the inside. I have a promise from God. Amen? That's the way we need to dream. A bill comes in. I don't care what it looks like. My God says he will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I don't care what it looks like. God, you're a good God. You're a faithful God. And you hold on to your hope. I just encourage you tonight, don't let go of the rope. Amen? If, if any areas where we could have the possibility of disappointment, I don't know why anybody has maybe faced disappointment. Sometimes coming to the end of a year, that's why I'm talking in this, sometimes coming to an end of a year, people can just, disappointment can sometimes set in. Don't let go of the rope. Just keep holding on. Keep your eyes on Jesus. But I got to that tonight in Hebrews 12, it tells us to look on to Jesus and it's, it lets us know that you, you keep your eyes on him, consider him and what he faced. He for the joy that was set before him, he didn't let go of the rope. He pulled himself right to the other side of the cross. Amen. And you know, for the joy that was set before him. And the Bible says thus to consider him, lest we become weary in our mind. That's where we give up many times. That's where disappointment comes in. But you know what? Nowhere to do. Keep our eyes on Jesus. That's where our strength comes in then. Let's encourage you tonight. Praise God. Let's go into 2017. Believe in God. Let's go into 2017 with hope. Amen. Amen. If it doesn't come to pass, we've a long way to go between now and December. I'll tell you, there's things God could have a suddenly in your life like that. But you know what? If it takes a bit longer, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And even if disappointment comes, don't lose. Lose your hope. Why? Because look what it says in the next verse. Actually, I meant to read this. But when the desire comes, I'm telling you, it's worth waiting for. It's worth waiting for. It is a tree of life. Amen? Don't let go of your hope. God's a good God. God's a faithful God.